Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I really think I'm going to have to... Like, I just realized your background is always so, like, pastel, like, purpley, and mine is just drab gray. Like, I should at least have kind of, like, a pink curtain back here if it's going to be a curtain. Like, a kind of... That would be nice. That color coordinates with you. My... I'm going to... Ah, I'll leave it on. So, I am recording the podcast with uh, TikTok live, just so you know, and you're only hearing one half the conversation TikTok, but... (laughs) I have two people watching, so it's very important. Um, but yes, I do like my background. It's nice and purpley. And my other wall that I look at is green. So it's kind of fun because the purple means power and green means money. Boom. Oh, man. I should have been powerful and rich when I was like 12 because that was the color of my room, purple and green. Was <laughs> the color of your room? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. No, the uh, it also means magic, purple. So... Yeah, I definitely associate purple with magic and purple with you because I always you know think – What? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I always think of the purple crystal ball emoji. Oh, I love that emoji. You know what's and funny though? in my phone, your name has purple crystal ball emoji. Does it? Oh, It always has so since nice. I've met you. That's so nice. I put emojis. If if I like really love you, if you're like a core person in my life, you get an emoji next to your name. And I always associate – like my husband for some reason has always had a strawberry next to his name. And I don't know why. It's just – it makes me think of like sweet and like – Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny is that if I really love you and you're a core person in my life, you have a picture associated with your contact and you do have a picture. What's my picture? I'm in the picture. It's you, me, and Leah at the airport. Oh, when we're all like over each other's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. yeah, I just allow whatever picture, you know, when like you get it, you add someone to your phone and it's like, or or your phone just says, this person has a new contact and picture. Yeah. That's the only picture I, I allow. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's great. That it's is just wonderful. That, that is just <laughs> wonderful. It's such a, as you said, it's like a rainy day where you are. It's a rainy day where I am. I was so proud of myself yesterday because it was the most beautiful day that's ever been in in Philadelphia this whole year, all two and a half months of it. And um, (laughs) well, it was like 70. It was like 70 and beautiful. And so me and my friend Sarah, we just walked my dog all around the city to the point where my feet hurt 
like a biatch. Is this your new friend, Sarah, from Bumble? Yeah, she's... That's exciting. Oh, yeah, she's like... It's so crazy how it doesn't matter... This was like me and you. It doesn't matter how long you've known someone. They... For me, the, the, the depth at which I can talk to someone where, like, the conversation just doesn't really end because you're just constantly... T- Ambie is literally, like, catering to her TikTok <laughs> while I'm talking to her. This is... You can't... I'm listening to you. you I do can this do with two ADHD. things at once. You have done this to me several times. You and... Several times you have been live on TikTok and on our podcast. And but you we were be both like, doing yes, it. We were both doing it and did... Oh my God. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, it's really surprising to me how like you, it's really about the depth of the connection that you have someone that determines how close of a friend. Because I would literally say that Sarah, who I only met two months ago, is one Mm -hmm. of my best friends. Like when I told you certain exciting- Did Sarah replace me? No, no. You would always come first. But when I would, but right after I tell you things, I tell her things. And it's crazy because I don't see her that often or talk to her every day, but it's like that depth of a connection. So anyway. Well, that's um, nice. Does she listen to the podcast? She has listened to the podcast and she really likes it. And she's really, she was going to come to our tour uh, to meet you in Philly. Oh yeah, but, but she, she's going to be out of town. She travels for her job like every weekend, which sucks. Um, I remember. Hi, Sarah, if you're listening. Hi, Sarah. Yeah. I would like to meet you someday. You, yeah, I'm sure you will. Because, like, I feel like we'll be somewhere and she'll be on a crazy trip and it'll align. She was even going to try to come to our Virginia Beach show because she was going to, she's going to be in Maryland that week. That's pretty close. Maryland. It was like a five hour drive when we did it. So, not that close then. Anyway, um, how are you doing? You just got back from your trip to Boston. I just got back from, well, I went to Massachusetts. We stopped in Boston. Yes, I'm looking at the camera. Um, like both cameras. I digress. Anyway, okay. Now I'm embarrassed. Um, I went to Massachusetts for uh, personal fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a really great trip. And then we went to Salem. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many people reach out to me and be like, oh my God, you'll love it. You'll love Salem. I'm from there. And I want to say in advance that I'm really sorry for what I'm about to say. Salem was really gimmicky. It was really like, oh, witch is here. And I'm like, like I'm a real witch. This isn't like, real witch shit. Happening. Yeah, it was like, but we went through this museum and this tour, and it goes over like the history of the witches. It goes over the Salem witch trials. It goes over like how groups of people have been targeted in history and, and things like that. Not only witches, but so I mean it was very, very informative. I got the kids' souvenirs, but the whole town is like there are witches on broomsticks outside the shops and like it's, it's gimmicky. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I understand um, the word gimmicky. Yeah. I get that. Um. <laughs> but it was cool. Boston was really fun. I got to ride a train. I've never been on a train before. Yeah. That was shocking that you've never been on a train. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so God. what I thought was funny is that when I told my girlfriend that I've never been on a train, she was like, have you been on a bus? Yeah. Have you been on this? And I was like, I've ridden other forms of transportation. I've just yeah. never ridden a train before. Like, you want to, you want to, you want to like have a real train experience? Like, truly, when you go to Europe, yeah. take a train somewhere. Like, take a train. Yeah. Oh my God. If you take a train like to Paris or you take a train like from Paris or like, oh my God, like Vienna or Sweden, I mean, whatever. Take mm-hmm. a train, 
it is gorgeous. It is so beautiful to take a train in Europe. It's just incredible. So that's what my mom was saying. My mom was like, we should go to Europe and go on a Eurail. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. Well, there's, there's some, there's some, I'm pretty sure that it's like actually pretty affordable. You get, you, you buy this ticket that takes you all around Europe on this train, the most magical, like romantic train journey. And you get fed and you get like, I don't know. What? Yeah. See, I was picturing it like Polar Express, which I know is not real. Something else. I know it's the Polar Express is not real, but it was pretty damn close and I was pretty excited. We had a table and that was pretty freaking cool. (laughs) Amazing. A table on a train. You also have (laughs) you also have a tray table and an airplane. It's it's crazy what they do with transportation now. Um, Transportation is wild (laughs) since the last time I was alive. It is just Skyrocketed. You crazy. mean there's a surface where I can put my things and eat? This is crazy. Put my drink on this surface? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's it's um I still have yet though. I've seen this in movies and I'm truly wondering if this is real or just in movies, but I have yet to ever be on a plane that actually has a freaking like walk up bar. Cause I've seen that. Oh, yeah. On I have movies. seen planes that are two stories though. Okay, yeah, I never been on a plane with I mean, I didn't go on it, but when oh. we were when I was landing in LAX, there were other planes obviously like taxiing in and a couple of them were two stories and I was like that's that's, that's a that's real shit right there. Yeah. Um well, should we get into our topic for today? Yes, let's get into our topic for today's episode. <laughs> okay, cool. Why are you laughing at me? Are you laughing at me because I was looking at TikTok again? No, I was just literally laughing. Okay. Just literally laughing. Um, So we were talking about how we really haven't told this, even though so many of you have been listening to us and some of you have been listening to us for a long time, we really haven't told this story in a long time of how the ARC-9 came into our lives and how, like, it really wild of a story it is like because it's really crazy yeah it really is every time I tell it I always like I'll be on TikTok live or something much like you are now and I'll be <laughs> like talking about intuition and stuff and people are like well how did you did you always like they'll ask some question like that and then I start I'm like well I didn't but and somehow I get started on the story and I even amaze myself at how I'm like, wow, that was really magical how that all happened. Because they're all like, wow, that's the best story ever. And I'm like, yeah, someone should like write a book about that. But anyway, so we thought. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so we thought that we should um, share about it considering we are leaving in one week to go. Well, I'm leaving in one week to go to Virginia Beach to see Mm -hmm. Amby where we're going to have our first stop of our tour with the ARC-9 where Ambrosia is going to channel for a room full of people and I'm going to moderate a conversation and really excited about it. Um, because every time we get to be with the ARC-9 in person, it's just so awesome. But, um, so yeah, okay. So let's start at the beginning. So, so let's start at the beginning. I just want to I want to say I want to do a little precursor. Sure. Because since the, so the reason I went to Massachusetts was because I went to uh, go meet my girlfriend's parents and her family. So they have started listening to the podcast. Oh. So I want to pre warn people that shit is about to get weird. Okay. Do they not know already? That nope, they don't. Nope, they How sure can they don't. They listen to the podcast and not know that. I don't know. Hmm. 
Anyway, if you have met me in real life, if you have met me in real life and you do not know that I channel, welcome. <laughs> it's about to get weird. Buckle up. <laughs> okay. So let's start back when, before you and I ever met. Okay. So okay. I'll give my, I'll give my kind of where I was in my life. So cut, this is about four, four, five years ago. And I have recently had a spiritual awakening after working in the music industry. I stop working in the music industry and I'm kind of like, what do I do now? I don't know what I want to do. All I know is that I'm really gravitating towards a spiritual world and consciousness and meditation and like spiritual concepts. Mm -hmm. And the first like material that I found that really blew my mind was Abraham Hicks, which Abraham Hicks, Abraham is an entity channeled by Esther Hicks. And I, and what they do, she and her husband started this, is they go all around the world doing cruises, events in hotels, seminars, and they do this for hundreds of people, maybe even like thousands of people Thousands of people at this point, I would say. Well, at a time. Yeah, at a time. Oh, okay. And, um... So what they do is you buy a ticket, you go there for a day, they sit up on a stage, she channels Abraham, and you they pick people out of the audience to ask their questions and they form a whole dialogue about it and it's really enriching and a learning experience for everyone there, no matter if you get your question answered or what, right? Mm-hmm. So I would listen to these recordings nonstop and I just remember thinking every time, I was just like, oh, my God, what must it be like to be her husband, Jerry? Like, because because yeah. because they'll talk about how, you know, they'll they'll talk to Abraham, her, uh, you know, uh, Jerry will talk to Abraham about things in their business and things in their life and whatever. And I would always be like, man, that's just the coolest thing ever. Like, that's my dream. Oh, if I could be Jerry to someone, if I could be Jerry because I just You really thought that? You really thought if you could be Jerry to someone? Yeah, I really did. I've I've said this before. I think on this podcast. No, I know you have. I've heard you say it. I just didn't. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> just cool. wanted. Keep going. So you were probably looking at your TikTok or something while I was. <laughs> I was. I was looking at myself in the TikTok. <laughs> So anyway, I just remember thinking, wow, that would just be the coolest thing because I have so many questions. I have so many questions about, I would just want to ask endless questions. Mm -hmm. So then cut to, I am the, through another series of events, I'm a host on another podcast and on this podcast, I am tasked with interviewing the listeners of that podcast. And I get an email from a listener of that podcast who is Ambrosia and Ambrosia ends up booking an interview with me and I got really, really excited to talk to her. And the reason I was excited was because I just, I, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast, but I had heard a story that she had shared about her daughter being the reincarnated soul of her grandmother. And there was just something about that story that just always stuck with me. And I just thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. So when Mm -hmm. she reached out to me, I got so excited. And anyway, she comes on the podcast and we can't stop talking, right? And sure. do you, Ambrosia, do you want to give any? You want me like, to tell my side? Yeah, like what you were doing before you came on the podcast. Okay. In your life. So interesting. So when I, um, so I was actually taking classes through a couple of different um, 
psychics and a shaman, Reiki healer. I was doing classes with all of these different people at the time because I knew I was intuitive and I was so afraid of it that I, uh, my husband at the time was like, you need to like really figure out what's going on here. Like this has been hindering you for far too long. You need to figure this out. Okay. So I go to these classes and at that same time, I can't remember if it was right after I was doing the classes. I feel like it was, I digress. My daughter started talking like my grandmother. She started saying that she was Nana's mommy, like, and this went on for a year. So I make this video in this group that you and I were both in at the time and we won't say the name. And, um, when I make this video, it like blew up in the group. And that's when, um, that's right. The host read it out loud on the podcast. And then I reached out to you and was like, you know, I want to be on the podcast because you were co-hosting at the time you were doing your own little spinoff of listening to the listeners and stuff. And I remember when um, you contacted me back, I was like, oh my God, she's like a famous person. And she's, she's emailing me back. And I like fangirled the hell out of you. And, um, it was funny. So, but also you have to say that what you were doing at the time, what even though maybe you were taking these classes here and there, was you were working as a physical therapy assistant. Yeah. So I was working in an, in a chiropractic office. I did um, the office manager roles, and then I also did um, physical therapy assisting, which is what my degree is in and what my background is in. Um. So I've had a lot of jobs, but that's what I was doing at the time that we met. And the funny part is that if you ask me about um, aliens at that time, my response would literally be shut up. I don't want to talk about it because that creeps me out too much. So when I heard Abraham Hicks for the first time, freaked me out, did not like it, did not like, I remember hearing, and I still have the CD of like the first channeling session they did, or it was one of the first. And just the tone in Esther's voice freaked me out. I turned it off. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't listen to this because it hit me so viscerally that this is real and that something was really happening that I was like, nope, mm -mm, I can't do this. It actually turned me off the first time I heard it too, but I think for a different reason. I think I, I genuinely was like so vibrationally like not there yet that it was like, it was a little too much for me at the time. And then I circled back around. And then the second time it was like, oh my God, because what they said was you create your own reality. And when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Because that felt like something I'd been waiting to hear my whole life. You just that simple. So yeah, what, but what I was wanting to illustrate is that like Ambie was just like, she was working this very like just normal job, kind of for the most part, just kind of ignoring the gifts, even though every once in a while she was like taking classes with people or trying to to grow it. She would kind of just go back. It didn't into- go. It wasn't a very good experience. Um, some of them were, but it wasn't a really great experience. But um, I watched The Secret. That's what got me into Abraham Hicks for the second time. Um, and that's when I was really on like, you create your own reality train. And I used to call my niece who was the only person that I could talk to at the time about what was happening. Um, And I went through the period where I think everybody goes through where it's like, 
what's the point? What's the point of what? What's the point of this? None of this matters. If like, if I'm creating everything, then it's all fake. It's all like, I remember saying that to my mom and being like, none of this is real. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, because look at what I've created thus far. None of this matters. (laughs) And she's like, Jesus Christ, are you okay? She was very worried about me. That's funny because there's this comedian. I feel like a lot of people feel the other way where they're like, yeah, none of this matters. Isn't it awesome? (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Like, 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 oh, yeah, war, that's that's not real. Pain, that's not real. (laughs) I was like, oh, God, what did I do? (laughs) And why did I create this reality? (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's like when you try to paint a masterpiece and you just look at it at the end and it's just like a mess and you hate it and you just want to destroy it. That's how you felt about your reality. I'm going to burn this. (laughs) So anyway, after Ambie and I connected, we just kept talking. Well, actually, Ambie just kept stalking me. Uh, I did. I'm kidding. She she was saying that, but I was really happy she was stalking me. I, she she kept emailing me and telling me like really cool things. Like she would like be like, "Hey, um, do you have like an uncle in spirit?" I'm like, "I don't think so. Why?" Well, there's someone here. He says he's your uncle, and I'm like, "I mean, I know she's a psychic medium. I totally believe in you know her story and who she is and her abilities, and I'm psyched." And she's like, "I'm so sorry. I'm bothering you." I'm like, "No, like let's like." I was so happy. Let's that, dive into this. Yeah, yeah. Let's and you actually out. were the first one. You were the only one to encourage me to go live on Facebook and start doing my readings. Oh, I remember that because you I were there. You. We were on the phone. I say this because I'm old. We were on the phone together moments before I went live for the first time. And I thought I was going to like poop my pants. I told you, I said, I know a woman. And because you didn't know, you were like, I want to start doing this, but I don't know really how to like necessarily like bring new people in and I was like well I'd been watching this other psychic that I was like she goes and it's so funny to think about this because this is not like a genius concept it's just like I don't know maybe psychics weren't doing this a lot at the time I was like I watch this other woman and she goes live every once in a while and she just picks people from the comments and she just answers their questions yeah and you were like I, I, I remember there was a whole big deal about, well, wait a minute, like I have to be walking around. So how am I going to do that? Yeah. And I was like, just take the phone with you, I guess. And so that's why if you got if any of you guys watched Ambie's first God, like Facebook so Live, she was always walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> so. Always walking around the neighborhood outside. Yeah. Outside okay. in the middle of the day, sweating my ass off, yeah. walking around. Like, reading. Like, yeah, people. like wiping your like, brow, like trying to look was, at the camera. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then like when I started working with Colby Rebel, I was like, I need to be walking around. She's like, no, you don't sit yeah. down. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. She was like, I needed that. I was kicking though. I was like, I appreciate that. Totally, totally. That's so funny. So anyway, as Ambie said, in these talks that we were having as we were helping each other and also planning our to start our podcast because we had so much to talk about, uh, Ambie said, the only thing I don't want to talk about is aliens. And I said, why? And she said, just exactly as she said, because I feel I, I really am freaked out by them. And I feel like if we talk about them, they're going to show up or something. And I was like, OK. Like, and I, I was right. You were right. Because literally right. like three days later, they showed up. Yeah. And they showed up when I had called you because I needed help with something. And you were gracious enough to basically give me a reading at the time and just kind of help calm me down Mm -hmm. or something. 
And whatever I was asking, it was like (laughs) you were relaying the information, but I was still like unclear on it. So then all of a sudden I just remember you said, hold on. And then on the other end of the phone, it just was the weirdest tone I've ever heard and the weirdest like syncopation of words. And it was just like, when we speak, Alexa listens. When Alexa speaks, we listen or something like that. But yeah. it, was, it was something a little more than that. But that was kind of just imagine something like that. And it was just, it was just the weirdest, like it, it didn't fit what we were talking about. It was like, it was like sh- someone saying, shut up, shut up and listen right now. And it like didn't fit the structure of the sentence. You can tell it was like kind of weird, but So what it felt like to me on that was like being electrocuted. Well, what I imagine being never been electrocuted, (laughs) don't want to be, but it felt like a jolt of electricity going through my body and I could barely stand afterwards. I could, I was freaking out out because it felt like someone had jumped in my body. It felt like someone had just taken over and I didn't feel like violated. It wasn't like a violation. It just felt like that was different. Yeah. That was unusual. And I think about, cause so people are like, how do you know if it's good or bad? Well, we played with it to figure it out. <laughs> and like that kind of blows my mind that both of us are like, okay, how can we do this again? Well, well but it, 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 it wasn't like right after that. Cause you were sincerely freaked out right after <sighs> that. You were I crying. Was. Like you were yeah. really, really scared because you I were mean, like, I, I cried easily, but yeah. I no, I know. Time. But like, yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you know that, but I'm a crybaby. Well, it's not even the crying. I think like, I think, I think you, especially at that time can get really scared really easily. Yes. Um, but you were, I just remember you saying like, I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? And you're like, and that was the crazy thing. I'm like, like, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. You're like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what that was. What was that? What was that? And I was like, and then it's me coming in with the logic. Like, well, what did it feel like? Well, I don't know. It was just like, you were asking the question and then it just felt like someone was like, give me the phone. And then, which sounds scary, (laughs) but it was something like that. She's not getting this. Give me the phone. Yeah, Yeah. 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 So then we took a couple days and then we were like, okay, like, should we see what that was? Cause that seemed pretty interesting. Like, what was that? So then we set up time, like you said, to try to do it again. Mm-hmm. And you did it again. And I remember that time, the second time. Yeah. So they said, they told us then that they were Arcturians, right? Right. And they also, and we said, well, what should we call you? Or like, that's what I was asking. Like, well, what should we call you? Like, what name should we call you? And they gave you the name John because it was just the most generic, simple. Didn't care kind of name. They showed me a Rolodex of names and they were like, pick one. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. John, Matt. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever kind of common name you want to pick. And so for a long time, we called them John. And we actually kind of thought of them as like a more of a singular, or I did. I thought of them as more of like a kind of a singular being because the name was given to us, John, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. the other thing I remember is like, I would try to ask questions. Like the, the second time we connected with them, I was asking like, well, what can we do to like help the planet? And It was like that question was so overwhelmingly intense for them or for you because I remember you started sobbing because you were like 
feeling like the destruction of the planet and stuff. And they were saying that don't ask, like, that's not for you. Like, basically, I'm like, it's not for us. What are you talking about? Like, isn't that why we're we're like, the earth is fine. And I was like, the earth is not (laughs) fine. I felt it. The earth is not okay. But I think what Um, they were saying is like, I think what they were saying is like that don't, that's not, everybody has a different focus here and something they're supposed to be focused on. We don't want you guys to focus on that right now. Like we want, like they were, I think they were trying to direct our like attention somewhere, which was more so about connect, like bringing these messages through and connecting with our community with them and, and, and kind of the larger message. And, um, and so it took you, it took you some time to get used to channeling. Like you went from being terrified of aliens to letting aliens jump in your body. <laughs> but, but I think it's important to understand. So that happened, right? That, that one incident happened. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it wasn't like, okay, jump in my body. It was like, when I speak to people that have passed away, like they're standing next to me, like, okay, we're building this relationship. You're telling me who you are. You're telling me how long you've been around. Why are you talking to me? Why did you pick me of all people? I feel like there are other people that are asking to talk to aliens and yet here we are. So, um, I, you know, what's funny. I digress. When I was a little girl, I remember being in my room and I would pray literally up until I was in my twenties. Don't let me see, hear, or feel anything that is not physically that I can't physically see in this room tonight or tomorrow. Like cover all my bases. Don't let me hear, see, or feel anything because I was so afraid because I knew one that I could. And I knew that like all of it was so real that I was like, oh, I'm just going to try to pray it away because (laughs) I'm so scared. And aliens were one of those things. Aliens were one of those things that I was like, "I, I just can't handle this. I'm just laughing because simultaneously somewhere in Philadelphia, Alexa, somewhere around that age, was laying in bed saying, man, please let me see something, anything, anything. I, I, I'll talk to aliens. I'll talk to dead people. I'll talk to like, like t- show me something. My mind was so, my imagination was so active because I really believe, I remember believing at that age, I'm like, one day I'm going to see magic. Like one day I'm going to. You know, and I just find it so funny that like, it seems like there's two groups of people in, in the intuitive world. There's yeah. the group of people that grew up with it and always had it turned on and were kind of trying to turn it off because it scared yeah. them. And then you have the other people that were like, I'm dying to see something over here, please. You know what yeah. I mean? And Absolutely. not understanding like the subtlety of their intuition. So mm-hmm. um yeah, totally. Yeah. So what you're saying is it took time for you to build trust in the relationship with them to allow them to fully channel through you. Yeah. And we we made mistakes. I accidentally channeled Alexa's higher self one time. That's, yeah, that's a fun episode to listen. Episode. That's on the podcast episode. One of the first ones. Good times. You got I really mad at me episode. after that. I you were tried. like, why did you do that? I was like, <laughs> I didn't. We fought on air. Um... What else did we do? We did a Facebook live where I channeled. Um, and then like, was that the one where my head went down and it freaked everybody out? I think that was one of like the first actual Patreons because what happened was that as we built this relationship with them and as I was having so much fun asking them all these questions all that I'd the always questions. wanted to know, mm-hmm. 
Um, they told us in private, hey, we want to connect with the community. We want, um, we want to, we want to connect with the community. Well, we want them to ask the questions. And so they were the ones who told us, set up a Patreon, allow mm-hmm. us to talk to them once a month. And, yeah. you know, and that's what we did. And that's, that's been kind of the biggest part of our Patreon for this whole time is, I mean, that, that was like at the very beginning of our podcast, very basically. Beginning. So there's been so four years, four years now. Yeah. We've been doing this. Yeah. But um, yeah, but I used to have to like, what's interesting is that Abraham Hicks used to have to lay down to channel and then she would have to hold onto a podium and now she could walk around and channel like with her eyes open and stuff. And I've been able to do not walk around. Have I? No, but it wasn't until When did we start to realize that it was multiple energies and not just one energy? I think they started to tell us that. They started to come through. We would, oh, that's what it was. People in the group started to notice that while you were channeling, depending who was asking the question, your energy and your tone would change. It was like you could feel that the the personality had shifted. Sometimes it Mm -hmm. would go from a very stern like personality to a very like light and happy and ditzy kind of personality. Still bringing through really good information, but just kind of it was a different tone. And so then we started to ask, well, did you just change beings? Did you like what what just happened? And they would be like like a completely new being. Yeah. Yeah. And they would say, well, there's more of us like there's there's more of us than you understand. You think of us as one, but we're we're a collection. We said, well, how many are you are there? And they said, we're nine. And so eventually they said, we would like you to change our name. We don't want to be John anymore because you're not perceiving us correctly. Like we want to be acknowledged as all nine entities. And we came up with the name the Arc Nine. Mm -hmm. But the, the other thing that I don't think that people understand. So a lot of people think of channeling and they think of talking to like people that have passed away. And some people use that as as channeling however when we talk about channeling we're talking about like trans channeling which is you go into like a hypnotic state um so sometimes it takes longer periods for me to get into that state sometimes it's very quick um and then basically i am like here i'm like right outside of my body and they're fully in my body controlling my like the tone every the verbiage like everything's very different Mm -hmm. um sometimes it sounds like me but what we've discovered now that we've been doing this for a while is that we're kind of the same being we're merging into the same being and it's funny because I remember they they still do use such big um verbiage such big words and I remember thinking after one of the recordings I was watching thinking like well, that's in here somewhere. That's in my yeah. <laughs> my memory bank somewhere, right? Like I have to have access to that. So I would Google the word to see like if it was used in the right context. Like I have not ever told you this, but I would Google the word to see if it was right in the right context. And I was like, shit, it was. And so I would tell myself like, okay, you can speak like that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And at one of the retreats, so the first, the second retreat we did some information came through about how our planet was going to shift drastically in the next two years. They were talking about COVID. We did not know they were talking about COVID, but they told us that the medical system would be different. They told us the education system would look different. 
what else the government would look different like the those big three things were going to change drastically and technology was another way that we were going to be uh communicating more than any other communication and there was going to be they said that there was going to be like an illness yeah a new disease a new disease was going to come up and i remember everybody um afterwards after i was done talking about it and everybody was really scared honestly everybody was kind of like holy shit what do we do blah blah blah, right and i remember thinking about this and if you know me personally you know that one i'm a bad liar um (laughs) as much as i would love to be an actress i'm not i actually lied to somebody on the plane and then the whole plane ride i was like they're gonna kick me off the flight because i lied (laughs) i was panicked (laughs) i digress you're in my head that's how my head was before ocd medication (laughs) like oh my god I asked if I could switch seats with this lady so I could sit next to my girlfriend and I said I was a nervous flyer which I'm not and then she goes well if you're a nervous flyer they wouldn't put you in the emergency exit row and I was like "Uh, that's true okay and then she switched seats with me and so I'm texting my girlfriend the whole time like they're gonna kick me off the plane and she's like oh my god they're not calm down I digress so that's how I am so I try not to lie but um so anyway, so that night after the at the retreat, I remember thinking like you like to myself, you are a crazy person and you have some sort of like mental illness that has been undiagnosed for years and you're giving people misinformation and you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, that's and I was like beating myself emo- emotionally. So I started meditating and I started asking, like, am I crazy? I'm going to cry. Oh, I'm such a crybaby. Um, I started asking myself, like, am I crazy? Like, you're fucking with people's lives. You're going to really hurt people. Like, you might believe this, but, like, you're telling people that, like, there's a new illness. You're scaring them. Like, what's going on? And they came to me, and they showed me a chair. And I was like, what does this mean? And they're like, sometimes it just means to sit and just relax. And so when the pandemic came... I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm not crazy. We were told about this year, like two years prior. And oh my God. And so it's it's fascinating because people, you know, often are very skeptical of psychics. And I can't even imagine how skeptical they are of this. I I am I was skeptical of it and it happens to me. Um, but after that, I was like, holy crap, like you're you are not mentally ill. Like this is real. And okay, cool. I I didn't know you were like beating yourself up so much after that. I didn't know like you were feeling that way, but I was, and I didn't want to tell, I think Kasha was the only person I told actually at the time. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to say it out loud. I think I joked about it. If you listen to old episodes, I joke about like, well, I'm crazy and we're all just following me. Right. Right. Um, But at that time with that information, it was, it was scary. And I was scared too, because we didn't really know. They were just telling us like that everything was going to be okay. They were telling us that like, um, that we didn't have to worry about anything and, and things were going to be all right. But I didn't know. You know, and so all I knew was that I was freaking people out. And I think it went back to my childhood of my mom being really afraid of me 
and my mom telling me, don't tell anybody you, you probably have a mental illness and we're just going to pretend that you don't, but don't tell anybody that you see dead people mm-hmm. because it really scared her. So I think it played into, into that. Totally. I'm sure. And that I'm so happy that you like were able to see that you aren't crazy because you have such powerful like even though that information that was shared with everyone, it wasn't like, okay, everyone who received that information because the other thing in that retreat was that a lot of the people that were attending that retreat, not by design, by like divine design was were in the medical industry. And remember, and that's what was weird is that they specifically singled, they, the Arcanine got time with every person individually and all the Which we don't do anymore at retreats. You don't get individual time. You get like a group session. Go ahead. Sorry. And everybody who was in the medical industry was given very specific instructions and very specific information. And that's kind of what freaked them out. Like was that like. They were given, and and the other people weren't really given that information because they're not in the. They, it's not something that was necessarily going to affect them. They, the archive then spoke to everyone at the end, and kind of that's when they said, "Look, there's going to be. It's important. You're all here for a reason. It's important that you're together at this time. There is going to be this big shift. Uh, there will be this new illness type of thing." Um, but I think when they said that too, no one could comprehend what they meant. That it it when they right. said that, it didn't mean pandemic to me. It no, meant, it meant oh, there's a new illness that some people are gonna have, and you guys have the power to kind of come up with a way to treat it if yes. you take these steps. So I just thought I it- thought diabetes. I thought like similar to diabetes. Not yeah. like the flu. Right, right, right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Not widespread, like a, a portion of the population. Like, you know, some people right. have this. Um, yes. Yeah. That's what I thought too. So nobody really fully comprehended what they were talking about until the pandemic happened, right? And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I just, I, I want to tell you, Ambie, that like when I think about where we started with them and how it all started and how you over these years have developed yourself and your abilities and your ability to channel in front of people too. Like we did this at our pop-up event last summer and it was, you were just so comfortable. And so like, and I remember in the beginning, it was really scary. Like it was really scary Mm -hmm. to do this. I mean, you did it every time. It's never been a time you couldn't do it, but it's just like, I feel like you're so, you're so like graceful in it now and it just makes the information that comes through even better and it's just always such a beautiful feeling to be around you when you're channeling like it just feels so nice I I I can't explain it but it just it does so thank you can we tell them about the um the I don't know the pseudo tv show and the guys because that was funny as shit sure Yeah. So before the pandemic, 2019 to 2020, right before the pandemic, we were, um, they were shooting a, what is it called? A pilot. Pilot. Thank you. They were shooting a pilot um, that we were maybe going to have a reality TV show. 
Didn't happen, I, obviously. I knew this group of producers from New York that I had worked on with them, something else, and I pitched them this show of Ambi channeling and us doing something with that, and they came up with the idea that the show is called, like, The Channeler. The Channeler. Something. Yeah, The Channel. Yeah. So so the funniest part was that these two men are so skeptical, so logical-based, so, like, um, grounded. And I don't think that they really believed it. And so they're like, okay, we're going to, here, here you go. Yeah. Here's your but they're down for weird stuff because like, yeah, they want to film cool it. With it. <laughs> yeah, they're cool with it. Like something might happen. It might happen, whatever. So I remember I'm sitting on the couch with my friend. We were talking to my friend at the time because that's part of the show. It's fine. And I channel and I come back. I come to and I look at the two producers and their jaws are on the floor. And they're like, what? the hell was that? And I was like, that's me channeling. And they were like, I was like, are you okay? Like, what did you think? And they're like, that was not you. And I was like, they were like, I, know. I don't know what happened, but that was, yeah, you. I don't know what happened, but that wasn't you. And I was like, yeah, that's what we've been trying to explain to you because being in person is so different than, than, uh, being online like or seeing it on a video it. or something because i think on a video can, it looks like i'm crazy because i think you can viscerally feel like that's what yeah. they i think that's what they were saying is like they could feel that that was not you and mm-hmm. and when you're just looking at a 30 second clip of a video you know and you haven't really gotten to spend time with you or see that change happen it, it you know maybe it doesn't translate as much but the point is that was so funny yeah Their little it faces was, it was really cool to watch them get like really excited and like really like just not like like try to process like what was going on, you know? And, and I, try to put it in video to like express to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that and I think that at the end of the day, that's because, you know, like I don't know, so many people are skeptical of channeling and da 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 and it's and that's fine. I just think at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, like, how does this content that's being shared or this message make you feel? Because mm-hmm. if it makes you feel like there's hope and it makes you feel uplifted and it makes you feel clear clarity, like that's all that matters. You know what I mean? If it makes you feel scared or worried or confused or, you know, uh, anxious, then, you know, like maybe that's not the content for you or maybe it's not something to engage in. But I think that something that I love so much about the ARC-9 is they're always, they are always coming from a place of love and they always have a, such a broader perspective of humanity and of the world and of why things happen. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as to humans that can be frustrating for sure because it's like <laughs> – we have our human perspective and we're just like, but in the end of the day, they always just, I don't know, even when I'm not asking questions and I hardly ever am asking questions anymore because I I talk to them so much that I think they made me realize you don't need to ask us questions. You can ask, like I can ask, but I rarely do because they've helped build that belief in me that I kind of am talking to them all the time. Like I, yeah. um, I I have that connection with them. And so, but when we're doing our calls with the ARC-9 and our events with the ARC-9, it's just, 
especially recently with our Patreon, like we have such an amazing group of everyone really is so supportive. And at the end of our calls, everyone's like, wow, that was just so special. You know, that was just Mm -hmm. such a special thing we just shared together. So I'm really excited that we're taking this out on tour starting next week because we get to do that in person, which I think is just going to be such an even deeper um, experience. And I'm excited because we're starting in your hometown. Well, yeah. Is it your hometown? I don't know. No, it's it's not my hometown. I've been here a long time. But my hometown is San Diego. We're starting out in Virginia Beach. Sorry, Virginia Beach. I'm still not repping you. Um, (laughs) Yes, we are starting out in Virginia Beach. And I'm excited. So we have about 10 spots left. Um, It's at this beautiful, actually, photography studio. It's a house that was turned into a photography studio. It's really cool. It's called uh, the Studio of Hampton Roads. But um, it's right in the heart of Virginia Beach. And tickets are only $44. And you get to, you know, meet us and have fun. And then also um, listen to me channel and see... And ask questions. And ask questions and see what happens because... You know, um, I think a lot of, especially now with everything going, I say that, but I feel like I've said that like four times in my lifetime now, especially now with everything going on, it's really um, exciting to have like that broader perspective of what's happening. I also just want to read some of the comments. Um, Some people who have seen you channel in person. Uh, Judy said, the energy literally shifts and you feel so much love. Such an amazing experience. And then, Thanks, Judy. And then Carrie said, every amount of space in the room you're in when you channel Ambi is consumed by the Arc Nine's energy. It's totally wild in person. Mm, That's a really good thanks, way to Carrie. describe it. Um, That's cool. Shira. Hi, Shira. Says, so pumped and can't wait to see you beauties here in Austin, Texas. Yeah, we have a show or a tour in Austin, which is in June. We're really excited about that. And we have a show in Philadelphia, which is where I live. Yay. So we're coming to both of our our locations, as well as Austin, which is one of my favorite cities ever. Um, So there are just, there's a couple questions here. Do we have time for a couple questions? Yeah, I'm going to exit out of TikTok. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you have a good day. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Okay, so Liz Magnolia says, Ambie, where do you see your relationship going with the Arc 9 in the future? I imagine that the unfolding is just beginning. Um, that's interesting. So the, um, the Arcanine relationship that I have with them has changed. Like they didn't want me to be as dependent on them as I was in previous years. Um, where do I see that? I keep seeing the relationship intuitively kind of like being Esther Hicks, which, or Abraham Hicks, which I understand is like pretty presumptuous to say, Um, I didn't see that for a long time. And in fact, they were like, no, but, um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they just said no to not freak you out. Maybe. Yeah. Cause the idea of speaking in front of thousands of people kind of does scare me, but 20 people I could, I could speak in front of like the attention there. I see that too. And I also see books. Ooh. Yeah. We started to write a book with them. We actually, when I, when I spoke with them about this tour, that was their idea, by the way, they wanted us to do this, which 
They've only had a couple, like like with the Patreon where they said, we want to talk to the people. This is the mm-hmm. second, this is like their second big request of like, okay, we want to talk to them in person now. So mm-hmm. um, when I asked them, okay, like, how's it going to go? Like, where, how do you want this to ha- blah, 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 blah. Like, how should we do this? Um, what they said is they wanted me to make sure I'm like taking notes and I'm noting information as it comes up because we're going to put that in the book. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the book is going to come for sure. Um, we already wrote like we have like a 15 page kind of like sample of the book that we did with them already, but that's it's not a full book yet. Um, but it's coming. It's coming. Jennifer Greiner said, would love a book from you too. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's in the future. Shira said, I joined late, so hopefully you didn't already cover this. What does it feel like for you when you channel? Like, do you see images? So in the beginning, it felt like electricity, but now it feels, um, I do see images when I channel and I'm more present. I think that was the big shift that happened. I'm much more present now. It used to be, I would literally be like, well, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Mm -hmm. And I would be out and I would love it because if you know, like my backstory, I'm so sorry to my family because they just learned they listen to my podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. But I had a pretty traumatic upbringing. And so any chance that I could get to leave my body, I would I would take that opportunity. And so when I would channel in previous years, it was like me leaving my body. It was that that if you've. It's this feeling of peace and calm and love and warmth. And then when I came back into my body, it was, it's really sad and heavy. And sometimes I would cry and my body would hurt. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to be here. Um, and they did not like like a hangover. It's like a hangover. They were like, no. So, um, now I'm much more present. I'm aware of the conversation. I'm, I get images as I'm channeling. If I'm like, if they're not explaining it right, usually I'll talk to the person after, tell them what I saw. Um, but now what it is, is I actually will meditate beforehand. I'll talk to like to have a conversation with myself or like let my mind wander off. And right as my mind is like wandering off, I can hear their voice. And then I see them in my mind's eye. They look just like people. And then um, they say, are you ready? And I say, yeah. And then I just kind of go to the side not completely gone again right here, but yeah. Cool. Uh, Allison Strickland said, do they let you know when they want to tell you something, like connect with you without you channeling, like just hit you up randomly when you're driving? (laughs) Um, They used to. Actually, that's that's funny. Yeah, they used to. Um, Sometimes they will every now and then. It's usually if I'm going through something really difficult, like when I was going through the breakup between me and my ex, uh, my ex-husband that they were there a lot. Um, when, and even in prior years, they were there a lot because it wasn't a decision that I made lightly. Um, yeah, they do. And usually if I do events, um, if we do events, I'll be talking to them all day. I think Alexa saw that with the last event. Um, but I'll be talking to them all day and be like, you ready? Like, we're going to, we're going to do this. So in person, it's quicker. I don't have to meditate as long because they're kind of. Mm-hmm. They're, they're waiting in the wings. <laughs> yeah. 
That's how I am with you whenever we're about to do a virtual event. I'm like, are you here? Are you on the Zoom? <laughs> yeah. are you go- are you- where- if I go live, will you be here? <laughs> Just um, yeah. Allison said, well, first Monique said, I hope you know the message you're sharing is connecting and bringing a lot of comfort to others. And then oh, Allison said, oh, wow. Do they comfort you in those moments? Do they make sure you're okay and all? So actually, um, it's interesting so they do, but it's through song. So they're my guides. Um, I'm hundred percent convinced you can't convince me otherwise. I digress. So they communicate to me through music and songs a lot, like either songs that I have in my head or songs that are on the radio. And as I was going through the breakup last year, um, dry your tears. I think that's what it's called by the weekend. Oh, would save play, your tears for another save day. Save your tears for another day. Yeah. Would play on repeat over and over and over in my car. Like I would skip it and it would still play. <laughs> and so I feel like that was a message for me. So yes, I feel like they communicate with me in that way. And they do. And they always are comforting you. They always mm-hmm. are. Like they're like your parents. Like that's how I feel like they're like a yeah. version of your parents or like your, like, yeah, they always are, um, Oh, what? I do have to pick up the kids from the bus stop. I just realized what time it was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's no like cool way to say that. I don't want them to be wandering around outside. Um, Hold on real quick. We're going to wrap this up, but I just saw another question. Elizabeth said, I'm going to the Austin show. Yay. But have no idea what kind of questions to ask if given the chance. So Elizabeth, I hope you're still here because this question came a while ago. But um, just so you know, when you ask whatever questions you want to ask, you can ask a personal question because if, if you want to because um, their answer is going to be helpful to you but also helpful to other people who are probably going through something similar or who have. Or you could ask a question about like the state of the world or about the universe. Like if you want to know like what are black holes or like what are, yeah. you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, whatever is on your heart to ask, ask because the conversation is going to be a really amazing co-creation. And so there's, there's no, there's no limits. It's, it's whatever you are feeling inspired to ask. And maybe also you'll be inspired to ask something when you get there. Anyway. I really have to go. I'm so sorry. I love you guys. <laughs> um, if you want to get tickets to the show, make sure you click the link in the bio. Until next time, keep on blooming. Keep on blooming. Bye, Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.